You're listening to a DM podcast. Hey! G'day, pork chops, and welcome back to Beyond the Likes. I know you've missed me. Well, at least I hope you've missed me. I am coming on. I have a very, very small window of opportunity. We are currently um, exiting our house, our property, moving homes, which I'll delve into a little bit later on. But um, the removal list was meant to be here at 12 and they've been pushing it back by an hour and they've just told me it's not coming till 4.30. It is 3 p.m. here and I was like, I plan on getting blackout drunk tonight. Like that's how stressful the last couple of months have been. So I should probably record the podcast before I begin binge drinking. So here we are. Welcome back. I hope you've missed me. I've missed you all. I mean, it's it's been a really nice break. I actually don't feel like I could have attempted to take on this podcast. I, I said no to all of the work over Christmas, you know, content creating for brands. I just, I needed a break. It's just been a really full-on end of year. It's been really, really exciting, but obviously if you follow me on Instagram, you'll know that I have been living with my parents for the last, uh, when did our house go on the market? I'm going to say at the beginning of November. So it's been two and a bit months now. Thankfully for six of those weeks, they were overseas. And I say thankfully, not that it's, they are have been so generous in opening up their doors and their arms to us. But I just think that when you become older, I, um, I just, I truly believe that you should not live with your parents. And then you throw three kids into that mix and it is, I don't know, Big B is just the most lovable and he is the best dad ever. He's a lovable guy and he's so charming and he's, he's also so fucking strict. He's like, He's like that dad out of The Sound of Music, the Von Trapp children's dad. He is really big on structure and routine and good manners and children should be seen and not heard. Well, welcome to the 20th century dad. Like everyone about, everyone's about gentle parenting these days and um, children are heard all right. They are, they're fucking heard. They're, for, they're heard from every single corner of the house. And then even in the street, they're heard from a different suburb. So Big B is really <laughs> struggling. He lo- he loves his grandchildren. Having said that, he struggled even when we were young. He he really comes into his own when we are all fully functioning adults. So when we can, you know, make ourselves food and wipe our own bums and, you know, put ourselves to bed and, you know, you're just a little bit more... Um, self-sufficient, that's when Big B really flourishes. The toddler era and the toddler years, it's not his cup of tea. It Like, he will leave my kid, I mean, they're all in undies now, but he will leave a kid of mine in a pooey nappy because he's just like, I'm not changing that. Anyway, I've gone off on a weird tangent about my dad, but basically, we've been living with my mum and dad for two and a half months. Not only have we been living with them for two and a half months, but we have been living out of boxes and nothing screams you are an insane hoarder more than when you have to start packing your shit up and moving out of your home. I have never ever wanted to become a minimalist more than I ever do right now in this lifetime. 
I have so much stuff. I have so much crap. I don't, I, I, I have, I'm not going to lie. I have been like this my whole life. Like if I, I'll use a certain shampoo and conditioner and I have this like weird fear of running out of it. So I always will have two bottles of the backup in underneath my cupboard. Like I was emptying out our medicine drawer the other day and we had like four bo- bottles of Panadol for kids Panadol and, and then four bottles of Nurofen. And I'm like, why are we, why am I like this? Ryan's like, it's all you. And I was like, I tried to fight him, but I, it is, it's me. But I am, I'm going to take on a new approach with this house. It is, it's, it, we're going to, we're coming in minimalist. I am organizing a council cleanup as soon as we settle in. And I want to throw out 50% of the stuff that I own. I have already packaged up bags after bags after bags and offloaded them to girlfriends. I've sold my couches. I've sold consoles. I've sold so much stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Wow, that place is intense. But it's been so good. So I will give you a backstory on what was what is happening. And for those of you who do follow along in the podcast, you will be hearing this first and foremost before anyone else does on the gram. Lots and lots of people have been asking, you know, I I guess it's people's curiosity is what kills the cat, right? So everybody wants to know where I'm moving to. And I've just had to keep it really, really hush because Murphy's Law, if I said anything before, you know, settlement happened, they would have pulled the pin on the ninth hour and that's it. The 11th hour, sorry. So, if you have been following along or maybe you're in my social circle or group of girlfriends, you will know that I've always, always joked about buying my mum and dad's house. I always, every time we would come over here, you know, the kids would be out in the street. It, it, it is a, a street that is filled with young families, with young children, all around the same age as my children. And it is a very old home, but it's big and it's spacious. And then you've got the beautiful backyard. And I have grown up in this house since I was a baby, basically. I think we moved here when we were when I was six months old. So it's all I've ever known. Um, in 1994, we had bushfires that burnt our house to the ground. And it didn't really affect me back then because I was eight. And as long as I had my mum and dad, that, that was all that mattered to me. And mum and dad did a fantastic job at holding it together because it's only now as an adult and as a mother myself do I realise the true magnitude of what that would have felt like, you know, being homeless. My mum's English, my parents, you know, my grandparents are overseas, my dad's mum and dad, they live two and a half hours away down the coast. And so we relied heavily on, you know, the generosity of family friends, friends that had become like family to us and we kind of bumped around the house or bumped around different people's houses for months here and there. And anyway, we then rebuilt on the same block of land and I lived in this house ever since I'm until I moved out basically, which was like 1921. And every time I come home here, it just, I don't know, they say people feel like home, but for me, my home is, I just have the most beautiful childhood memories of being brought up here and you know my summers were spent in the pool and running in between friends houses in the street and having slumber parties and building caves and every time I would come and visit mum and dad with my kids 
that weird nostalgic feeling would, you know, hit me like a freight train because I was like, oh, this is, this is honestly what I want for my children. I think it's what everyone, every mother wants for their children, right? You want, you want a fantastic, you want fantastic neighbors. You want the street that's filled with young children. You want a little community. We had that growing up. I had that growing up and the street is still absolutely like that. So every time I would come here, I don't know, I'd do some tongue in cheek comment, like can't wait for you to sell their house. Anyway, Long story short, in October last year, Big B sat me down. I was bringing my washing over because remember I was renovating my laundry? I was renovating my laundry having lived at Bangor for five years and lived in the brown tiled poo laundry. Finally renovated, didn't have a lot of blah, blah, blah. God, I, I, my, I, I don't even get anxiety, but I'm an anxious, hot mess at the moment, sends the hot. So please forgive me if I do do some rambling. Um, I have not been drinking, so the slurs are purely just because I'm trying to get all my words out really quickly. So I'd come over to do some washing. Big B sat me down really bluntly and quite direct. He was like, listen, your mum and I want to do lots of traveling. She, you know, we're both retired. We live in large and all of their friends live down the South coast, which is where um, my dad's mum is. So down in Vincentia, Huskisson way. All of my mum and dad's friends basically have moved down that way. They've migrated south and Big B was like, we're, you know, we're going to look at buying down there, but we want to do some traveling and, you know, we're going to put the house on the market. And uh, if you want, uh, if you want to buy it, then, you know, you can have first dibs. And I was like, um, okay, wow. I, I mean, I, I'd always made jokes about it, but truth be told, I honest to God thought that they would live, breed and die here. This, this home for my dad is his castle. When I tell you he is so emotionally attached to this house, a part of me knew that he didn't really want to sell it, but it is a big house. It's, it's five bedrooms and four bathrooms. And when I tell you the amount of maintenance, it, it may kill um, either of them if they were to stay put. There is just so much to be done, so much gardening. And I just think as they are getting on, they want to potentially downsize perhaps a single level house, but they basically just want to do loads of traveling, which is great. So it was a bit of a double-edged sword. I was like, wow, okay, this is a fantastic opportunity, but also hang on a second, where are my babysitters going? What do you mean you're moving two hours down the South Coast? What? Who will look after my kids? But also the house is very old. So I took the hop- I took the opportunity home to Ryan and we discussed it. We were we were always going to grow out of Bangor. It was a three bedroom home and it was fantastic for our first home and it had an incredible entertaining space and I absolutely love that home. But it was very small. The bedrooms were tiny. The boys were sharing a room and we thought, you know what? Our biggest thing that we missed living in Bangor is the absence of young families and young kids and being on a safe cul-de-sac street where everyone could ride their bikes and we could get the slip inside out. And basically my whole childhood, I want to recreate that for my kids because it was the best to point, like put it simply, it was the best childhood. And I want that for my children. And I said to Ryan, like, essentially, we were always wanting to move towards Cronulla. 
But in order for us to upsize as well as move closer to the beach, we would need a shit ton more money. And then you're not even guaranteed that you're buying in a street with young families or people with children. I think we came to the realization that whilst it wasn't the suburb that we would have looked to buy in, what I am buying is I'm buying their street, I'm buying the lifestyle, I'm buying that outlook that I just absolutely took for granted as a child, that bushy outlook where you can just sit down and look over all of Georgia's river and you can see the lights in the city far away and you can watch the sunset. As a, you know, 85-year-old mum of three, that's how old I feel, I just, I love it. And I understand what Big B is so infatuated with. It is so peaceful and it's really serene. The house, it's old as fuck. Like there are tiles, pink tiles on the floor. Everything's mahogany wood. Um, All of the curtains are floral. Aesthetically, it is not pretty at all, but they're all things that we can change once I win the lotto. Half a mil, that's probably what I need in order to fix this up. Bathrooms are very old. You've got, you know, teal-coloured tiles. I'm pretty sure there's dolphins on some of the other tiles. It's it's your classic uh, 90s home. It's fully functional. It is rusting around the edges. The pavers out the back are lifting up, but it is our investment. And that's how I've just got to look at it. I've got to look at it like we will be here for 20 years and I will be able to give my children the same upbringing and the same childhood that I had. We were a little nervous. We um, also were told by a few people that we needed to sell in 2022 because interest rates were going up. Um, house prices were going to start going down. And so it was a mad scramble. So we, Bangor, we're back at Bangor now. We repainted, we recarpeted, we turned our playroom into a fourth bedroom, which in hindsight, I wish we had done earlier. Um, But it is essentially near the front door. And I just don't know if I would have felt comfortable putting any of my kids up that way, but it'll be great for another family, potentially with a teenage daughter or something like that. So fourth bedroom, and then we basically cleaned the Bangor house and we got all the clothes out and as much little fiddly crap and we moved into my mum and dad's house because there is no way in hell I am doing open homes with three children. And it wasn't just open homes twice a week. It was every Saturday, every Wednesday, and then they would be like little private inspections. And I would be fucking bald if I had to do like keep the house spick and span to the to the tidiness and the level of cleanliness that I wanted it to be with my three children. So we quickly moved into my mum and dad's house. There were seven of us at that stage. This was from November and it is a little bit touch and go. There are big personalities, my three children. I have been brought up to absolutely always respect your elders. So I will always have the utmost respect for my parents. We tease each other and we have a giggle and stuff, but my dad is, he is big B and he, he, um, will always have the utmost respect for me. And Ryan's a little different. Like he'll just talk to my dad. Like he's every, like every other person. I I can't explain it. I hope you do kind of understand what 
I'm trying to say here. My dad has a fantastic relationship with Ryan because they just speak to each other like they're equals. But Ryan's not afraid to kind of throw down in front of my dad or, you know, give it back to my dad or, you know, if he disagrees with him. Whereas I'm, I, I don't know, maybe I'm a bit of a pussy. I tiptoe around my dad. Maybe it's to do the um, my star sign. I am a Pisces through and through. I avoid confrontation at all times. Anyway, it, it was interesting. November was interesting, a little bit testing. And then my parents went away and I said to myself, well, I said to Ryan, let's really use this opportunity to see what it's like living here without my parents. The house is an absolute shit show, don't get me wrong, because all of my parents' stuff is still here and about 60% of our stuff had been moved into the house. So it looked like a brothel and there was crap everywhere. You know, if if I was OCD, I would have ran out of moving car by this stage because it, it, it was a lot even for me and I'm pretty low-key. But having mum and dad overseas, it allowed us to kind of settle in, test out the waters and see what it was like. Oh, by this stage, also our house had sold. Everything went very, very quickly. We got it on the market. We had the photos taken, went on the market. All of the open homes went. We had an auction. I refused to be there. I was up in Brisbane. Ryan kept trying to call me and I was like, don't call me. I don't want to know. Just call me at the end. We set ourselves a, a reserve. We met the reserve and that was it. Bangor house is gone. Well, it'll settle on the 19th. So it's essentially good as good as gone, basically. I think if they were going to pull out or have cold feet, it would have happened by now. So then my mum and dad, I think they started to stress out because all of a sudden, holy shit, Amy and Ryan are homeless and they are all, all in at Al- Alfred's point. Then my mum and dad were like, well, we're actually going to go overseas and then when we get back, we're going to go down the coast and do our normal summer holidays. And then we're going to find somewhere to live. So that's a whole nother topic. But whilst they were away in December, we kind of settled in. We found our feet. And everything that I thought and hoped it would be, it has been. To the point where, like, my children possibly have constant sunstroke because they there is always someone playing out in the street there is always someone coming over for a swim or they're going to other people's house for a swim all of the neighbors are bloody fantastic I could not have asked for a better street to move into honestly mum and dad are the oldest people in this street now because they've just never wanted to leave I get it I absolutely get it big b if you're listening to this I, I Firstly, sorry for all the swear words, but secondly, I totally understand why you wouldn't want to leave. The neighbours are just, I don't know, good people, really, really fucking good people, and they all love to just have a drink, huge tick, and have a barbecue and socialise. They're all really friendly. It is exactly why we are moving here. That sounds so like, I don't know, do you throw all of your all of your eggs into one basket because of good neighbors? Probably not. I mean, it sounds like I've done that, but it's a it's a combination of a few things. It it's like a little community and you feel safe and, you know, there's little shops up the road from us with good coffee and I don't know. It's just it's exactly as I remembered it as a kid and I I'm stoked that we have been given the opportunity 
to essentially move back in. And I, I hope that, you know, over time we'll be able to renovate this place. Did I get mates rates from my dad? Absolutely not. Uh, not that I was hoping for mates rates. I absolutely wanted to pay him a fair price for the house. I'm looking at it like I'm helping my parents out. This place is an investment. I'm going to win lotto. <laughs> I'm putting it out there. We're because mani- manifesting works apparently, guys. I've been manifest. Well, I haven't been manifesting this house, but I've been talking about. Hey, can't wait for when Big B and Mustang sell me this house and look at me now. So can't wait to. Um, can't wait for when that lotto ticket, you know, clicks over and I've won half a mil or I'm just going to keep saying it out loud. Just manifest that shit, put it on a board, stare at it daily. It's going to happen. We're going to come into some money because right now we are scraping the barrel. We will be scraping the barrel, but it's okay because this house is functional as it is. Anyway, you guys have got the inside scoop. I have wanted to share it with so many of you for so long. You know, we can bound together and we can discuss what we're going to do with all the floral curtains. I'm thinking maybe a bonfire or I could make some really cute dresses out of them. I, I'm i going to give you a house tour of what it looks like now. And then hopefully over the course of the next couple of years, I will you know, give it a bit of a revamp, freshen it up, bring it a bit up to, bring it a bit up to uh, the 2023rd century, wait, the 20th century, that's what I meant to say, make it a bit modern, you know, kind of what we did to Bangor, that was very old school as well, that was a 40-year-old house and we kind of revamped that, I mean, we revamped the laundry just at the very end, so uh, you're welcome, new tenants, you are welcome, not new tenants, new owners. Um, but yeah, so we are full steam ahead. Removalists are coming. As of tomorrow, all of our furniture will now be in the same house as my mum and dad's furniture. 30 years of their furniture. So we are going to essentially be living not only on top of each other, but our furniture is going to be on top of each other. And can I just put it out there? If Ryan and I's marriage survives this, I don't know. I feel like we should win an award. And honestly, if I don't have some sort of falling out with my parents, I feel like another award should be handed down. I I can only control the way I react and the way I deliver my feedback and my communication. So I'm just going to try and focus on that. I am also very in tune with other people's emotions. And so I just know that when Big B gets home tomorrow, he's going to internally combust and then I'm going to feel that. And anyway, let's not poo-poo this situation. I'm going to try and stay positive. Captain Positive, we're going to wear those pants for until they at least, you know, burst into flames around me. We're going to stay positive on the up. The only thing that is slightly concerning is that mum and dad haven't found anywhere that they want to live. I am more than happy for them to stay with us for as long as they need. I don't think it is going to work for Big B. I think he will potentially go into cardiac arrest or I don't know. (laughs) He won't survive, Um, especially not my children. Yeah, so the future is going to be interesting, exciting, probably a little bit stressful, and it probably won't feel like our house until they have found somewhere and moved out. 
we've had some awkward conversations around like, oh, so when we move in and buy the house off you, will we move into the master bedroom or did you want us to stay in the bedroom and they would rather stay in the master until they move out. So listen, few family politics, but it's not the end of the world. We have a roof over our head and food on our table and I focus on the stuff that we can be grateful for and that is being given this opportunity to buy mum and dad's house to begin with. So what will be will be. It will all work out in the long run. Hopefully they buy a beautiful house down the south coast and we can start visiting. And, yeah, hopefully we can start doing renovations, which also is going to test our marriage because when I renovated Bangor, whoa, holy shit, some of the biggest fights Ryan and I have ever had were whilst we were renovating. So can't wait for that. So that is a little recap for our living situation. I have no idea if that's what you're after. I will tell you that future podcast guests are unreal. I have a parenting expert coming on. I have already had an hour-long conversation. It was so good to the point where I was like, God damn it, I wish that I had recorded this. Just over, you know, Kobe's behavior, we're going through a particularly aggressive stage with him. And she is so unreal. She has already given me a few tips and tricks about you know, putting things in place and boundaries and whatnot. And we have been doing that. And I've already seen such a shift in his behavior. So I'm going to get her on the podcast. I'm going to get the two bald guys on, the two bald dads. That's what their name is, two bald dads. Just so we can get a a parenting perspective from the dads. Um, I have a funny one coming up with Lisa. I actually have quite a few in the pipeline. So 2023 is going to be probably quite busy in terms of my living situation, but I hope that I can deliver a really entertaining podcast at least every week. I'm not a planner. I'm a go with the flower and I am excited to see what 2023 has in store for us, for all of us. I feel like the shitty years are behind us and I feel like we're on the up. So thank you so much for tuning into the first podcast back. I welcome any feedback you have for me, any kind of requests, what you want to hear, all of that jazz. I appreciate you guys being here and I am looking forward to getting some really cool guests on, getting to know you a bit better, sharing more of myself and my life and my kids and the roller coaster that is motherhood. So I will love you and leave you. Thank you so much for joining me. Wish me luck for the next 24 hours. Oh, fucking hell. I can't wait to have a drink. Thank you so much, guys. I'll chat to you next week. Bye for now.